Israel is said to have a new government ending Benjamin Netanyahu's 12-year rule. But what does this mean for the ongoing tensions between Israel and Palestine? I am joined by Nasser Mashni, Vice President of Australia-Palestine Advocacy Network. Nasser, what does this mean for Palestinians? Look, it's a good thing that Netanyahu's gone. There is that much blood on this man's hand. As Palestinians, we rejoice. Look, it's very disturbing. From our perspective as Palestinians, it, there is... There's no change. It's the same same ugliness. One of the things that, you know, perhaps from our perspective makes Bennett worse, and I say makes him worse, although I don't think he actually will be worse for us. It's worse for us because the world will give Israel a breather. They'll go, Netanyahu's gone. Let's see what Bennett can do with the peace process when we know that Bennett is exactly the same. And so what we'll see now is, or what we'll experience, is another hiatus of Palestinian activism and of the world's attention on Palestine. Uh, Nasser, you mentioned that Bennett is similar to Netanyahu in the sense that there will be no change. Um, what will this mean for peace talks for someone who doesn't believe in a solution? I think peace talks are dead. There's, there can be no question of speaking of peace when we've had from Oslo 93, 28 plus years of negotiations and all that's happened is more and more killing. And Bennett is on record as himself saying that he doesn't accept that there's a Palestinian state west of the Jordan River. In fact, you know, many of his party accused Palestinians of being snakes and that we sh- they should kill the mothers to make sure that they don't birth terrorists. These are fanatical fascist uh, human beings. And, and look, the reality is that's where Israel is now. There's no talk of peace talks. And sadly, from the Palestinian side, there, there isn't a democratic representative party that could actually speak on behalf of the Palestinians. And uh, we have the new government, which will be formed by a coalition of parties from across the political spectrum. We also have Mansour Abbas, who is from the Arab Democratic Party, to join Bennett's coalition government. Could this be a possible hope that Muslim voices can be heard in the Israeli government? Unfortunately, in every uh, liberation movement in every struggle here in Australia with our indigenous brothers and sisters even with their struggle in America they had a word for it it's called an uncle Tom they are African Americans Negroes who are acceptable to whites there are indigenous aboriginals that are acceptable to the ruling white party and there are acceptable Muslims that are okay to serve in a government how any Palestinian could serve with the coalition that Bennett and Yair Lapid have put together any self-respecting Palestinian could do that to the rest of his brethren and sisters is outrageous. And if he calls himself a Muslim, he is a liar. This is a self-serving human being interested only in power and glory for themselves. He is not representative of Palestine or the Palestinians. And I would bet if majority of the people that voted for him in the last election, because he represented a very non-secular, very Islamist position, those people would be not voting for him again, having now uh, betrayed their brothers and sisters all over. Palestine and the world by forming a coalition. Uh, Nasser, can you tell me what do you expect from this new government? Um, What do you expect for the Palestinians suffering over there? More of the same. I mean, one of the things that I I spoke to somebody just recently, somewhere between 250 and 270 Palestinians died in the most recent escalation, the the massacre that occurred for 11 days from Eid onwards. And when you work out 11 days and you say 24 hours in a day, it ends up being something like about 240 hours. So what that means is Israel killed one person an hour nonstop for 11 days. And in fact, a little bit more than that. We've gone from killing one Palestinian every hour back to normal Israeli occupation, which is killing about 1.4 Palestinians a week. We've got a ceasefire, but that doesn't end the occupation.
protection. A ceasefire doesn't allow refugees to return home. A ceasefire doesn't allow for a child within Gaza who for 15 years hasn't been allowed to leave, who has got a scholarship perhaps to attend a university, an international university, has not allowed that person to leave, that young girl to leave. It hasn't made it any easier for a mother who has a West Bank identity card to meet with her husband who's got a Jerusalem ID card. In fact, over in the past week, um, Palestinian with Jerusalem ID, who was married to a Palestinian with a West Bank ID, the children can have his ID but she can't have his ID. So for her to come to Jerusalem to visit him, he has to smuggle her in the boot of his car. And when he does, she can't leave the house because if she leaves the house and anybody sees her and asks for her ID and they see that she's got a West Bank ID, she'll be arrested. Sadly for this poor woman, they searched her husband's car and she was caught and now she's in jail. The husband's in jail for doing that. He's now going to lose his East Jerusalem residency. And generally when they do that, the Palestinians expelled. Hopefully he gets expelled to the West Bank so he can be with his wife. But often to be, extra punitive. The Israelis will expel a Jerusalemite through to Gaza so that he'll be there. His children, which have Jerusalem IDs, have to live in Jerusalem, otherwise they'll lose those. His wife, when she gets out of jail, she'll be back into the West Bank. So the family ends up being split into three different cantons, all of them within 50 or 60 kilometers of each other. Nobody allowed to visit anybody else. Gaza, lock Jerusalem if you leave and we substantiate that Jerusalem's not the center of your life, you'll lose your residency. And the mother stuck in the West Bank because she's not allowed to go to either Gaza or Jerusalem. So from the point of view of a Palestinian, whoever's in control of that racist, fascist state, the disaster that is life under occupation, under this ethno-supremacist ideology of Zionism, life remains terrible. Now, Nasser, this is one of the myths in this crisis. For the listeners who may not know too much about this um, crisis, what do you have to say to them if, if they think that this is an Islamic issue or this is a religious issue? So that's a, an excellent question. Palestine the struggle for liberation in Palestine, the struggle for liberation for our Indigenous brothers and sisters in Australia. It's a human struggle against Western hegemony, Western imperialism, Western colonialism, and the military-industrial conflict. The majority of Palestinians are Muslim, but Palestine is not a religious battle. Palestine's the human battle. Many of our most strident supporters, the most human of our supporters, are Jewish people because they know that no religion, no religion teaches superiority, hatred, subjugation. And the concept of Zionism is to believe in a Jewish nation on a land of multiple cultures and religions, and to believe the Jewish religion is the supreme religion is to be a Jewish supremacist. A racist. And finally, Nasser, where do you see all these protests leading to if the next Prime Minister of Israel doesn't believe in a solution to this crisis itself? We need to be talking about an inclusive humanist message where we're asking, we're demanding that Palestinians have equal rights. Today, within Palestine, there are in excess of 60 laws that subjugate and um, differentiate those who celebrate God on Friday, Muslims, Sunday, Christians, from those who celebrate God on Saturday, Jews. We need to be moving our movement, what we ask for, to a call for justice, quality, and that is to be fashioned around, I believe, a democratic, secular state with protection for everybody, however they might want to celebrate their God. Well, thank you so much, Nasser Amashni, for joining us. No problem at all, Yama. Thanks so much, and thank you for all your listeners' support and and remember, there's never been a better time for a free Palestine. Thank you.